previously on Creek Chat. Get out of this goddamn house right now! And Jen's like, ooh, good, that means I'll get to see you more often. And we literally just slept in the same, like, roof. Weird things going on in Graham's attic. The first thing he got into was New Girl in the form of Melanie Shea Thompson. Audrey and Pacey are talking and Joey comes up and she's like, what are you guys doing? And Pacey's like, oh, your roommate's hitting on me. Maybe he doesn't want to go back to the sea. He's enjoying being on land with his friends again. Kind of fuck the sea. I love the kitchen. Any hunkle meat will do for you, honey. Like, just get in there and blow this dude. Charlie Michael Murray. Charlie Michael Murray. The cheater Charlie Michael Murray. Charlie's all like, hey, baby girl, where are you going? So now we're at that frat party, and Joey somehow inexplicably bonks heads with some guy. I can't take this guy seriously. The one who's, like, creepily talking about looking at her in economics class or something, and he knows something about her tucking her hair behind her ear. I'm like, dude, why are you this weird and terrible? Yeah. And did you bonk heads on purpose? Is that how it happened? You purposely decided bonking heads was going to be the move? That's probably actually what happened. So he decided to headbutt a girl to get her attention. And it just happened to be Joey. Well, he also happens to have sex with Audrey later, so I mean... Any hunkle meat will do for you, honey. You don't have to wait, cause every Monday we are back With a new episode of the show Crew Chat Here's our host Welcome to 50 Randy Quaid's Presents Creek Chat. I'm your host, JT, boring and body money. And with me, the most humble guest on earth. Hey, it's me, it's me. It is, in fact, the humblest guest you will ever, ever hear and not see. Chucky B! Wah, 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 He's back. Never left. Never left. He's back also at the same time, though. I'm kind of taken aback by what I just had to listen to there. Honestly, I'm a little bit stunned. But I want to remind our should be. I want to remind our listeners out there who may also be stunned, who also may be loving it right now. Either way, we're loving you. Yeah, lol. Lots of love. More love than you can imagine. Yeah, you know, you just gotta give it, get it. Got it. <laughs> you've, you've, you've got it. Yeah. There's one thing I want to point out before I get into your predictions for what is, I'm sorry if any of you don't know, episodes 10 through 12, season 5, Dawson's Creek, here on Creek Chat. Dawson's Creek. I like that this three-pack specifically, but also this whole season really, is doing a good job of referencing things that have happened in the past on this show, and in most cases, almost making it feel casual and not super forced. Okay, the skinny dipping thing, that was a little bit much with the whole actual flashback to the to the, to yeah, the pond. Didn't need that. It was fine, and it didn't bother me, but it was a little over the top. But this three-pack specifically, where people just make mentions of things, and we'll get to those, I just really like that they're looking to the past... 
and weaving that into what they're doing now, which is hopefully moving forward into the future. Moving forward into the future in Boston. And here, dun, dun, dun. And here's Boston. And here's what you thought was going to happen in the future with your predictions. We got this this week, listeners. Just a full-on paragraph covering all three of the episodes. Appetite for Destruction, Something Wild, and Sleeping Arrangements. And here they are. Jen and Dawson think that them being in a relationship, Joey's going to be kind of pissed, so they need to drop that bomb. I feel like more, the most part, everyone's going to be cool with it. But Joey, she's not so worried about that because she's got a taste for the wilder side. And she's going to be trying to bang her professor. Pacey is back in the kitchen, sticking it out with Danny. I think that Jack's going to be trying to take a step back from the frat without leaving the frat. I feel like he's going to be just as involved with the frat. We just might be getting less of it on screen and more of him trying to spend time with Joey. I think Audrey will be having a good time. I think her, Jack, and Joey are going to spend some time together, hating on Jen and Dawson. Jen and Dawson are going to spend some time together (laughs) taking care of Lily. (laughs) Dawson's gonna go to that freak school, so he's gonna end up moving to Boston. And you know what? I think that Gail should move to Boston too. So you got a number of things pretty well sewn up there. Yeah, honestly, we did pretty good there. We did mostly well. I would say that was above five hundred. You got the Jack thing by the end of it. That's essentially what it looks like is gonna happen. He's trying to take a step back, and we'll get into that more. But he maybe gets kind of pulled back in. Things get a little questionable, but it's more nuanced than that. So we'll see. Dawson definitely goes to the freak school in Boston. Woo-woo. Um, we don't know if Joey's trying to get a taste for the wilder side, but that's something we're definitely going to discuss no, here. No, she's gonna, trying to get a taste for like three different sides. She's out there fucking testing the waters like she should be. She's trying to do something wild. Audrey is rubbing off on her. You know what I'm saying? Not like I just made it sound. But the 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 other well, what baby? No, not that we know of. Let's not. No one's taking care of Lily except for Gail, not Dawson and Jen. Although Jen helps put up a little baby gate. Yeah, so she was taking care of. Pacey's in the kitchen. I feel like you pretty much like hit a triple on this one, dude. I'm gonna give you a fucking triple play. If you didn't hit this one, you got the opposing team out on a triple play. There we go. Snuck in the back door on a a paragraph. It was beautiful. Let's hear what the actual breakdowns were, though. Starting with Appetite for Destruction. Dawson and Jen return home to an unexpected dinner party where their new relationship is suddenly unveiled. And that is a great fucking episode. Spoiler alert, these are all great fucking episodes. I was going to say that after each one, but you definitely have spoiled that because it's true. They're all fucking great episodes. Here's the breakdown for Something Wild. Jen tries to convince Dawson to move to Boston, while Joey, Pacey, and Audrey team up to celebrate their respective achievements. Great fucking episode. (laughs) In episode 12, sleeping arrangements. While Pacey must choose between a new passion and an old one, Dawson and Jen try to find a balance in the relationship. Jack discovers that he is not quite as welcome at the fraternity as he once thought. I think that's uh, over. We're going to get into it reaction on that i'm not disagreeing i'm not disagreeing with you in terms of but we're gonna get there because jack did feel that way though based on his reaction to it he was walking out of the house bro 
Yeah, I understand. He said he wasn't quitting the frat, right? But he's all like, he's like, Dad, I need to take a step back. He's if like, he like, what was it? A couple of days between moving in and then storming out, he obviously didn't feel welcome there. If that's the case, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think he was just what? in his head about that guy. No, oh, you're so fucking wrong. Why? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm. I'm just saying, based on what happened here, not based on what happens in the future. Because as we've talked about, there's a lot I don't remember about how any of this plays out. Although I think I know how this plays out. But in this, he clearly. Let's wait till we get there. That's the last fucking episode, and we're ready to move into the first one. Appetite for destruction. See, I, I wonder if, like, so there's one of two different ways they could go with, or I guess one of three different ways they could go with this. Okay. Story. Okay. Right? Is the guy just cool with it? Are we talking about goatee or are we talking about the head boy? Uh, goatee, the guy that was like... The one that was supposed to hook up with Audrey, that was supposed to be staying with Jack. Yeah, the guy that he was He had like, a goatee and then he shaved it off before formal, which is why I'm going to keep calling him goatee, even though his name is Eric. Oh, uh, see, I don't remember what his name was either. So he was saying he was homophobic and then... He said that kind of sarcastically, I think, is what that was supposed to be, but it was still really weird, even if it was. I don't understand why you would said it sarcastic. It's like a joke between bros, like, haha, yeah, man, I'm homophobic. Like, oh, you can't believe that. Like, trying to be jokey about it, even though Jack is clearly not joking right now. That's what it read to me. A guy who was uncomfortable. Didn't feel jokey to me. I just read it as a guy who's trying to play it like he would with any bro and just kind of be sarcastic about it and hope that Jack's just going to be like, okay, we'll move on. I don't know. I don't think he was really admitting to being homophobic there, whether he is or he isn't. I don't think that's what that was. Dude, it's almost like the guy is like closeted and doesn't want to come out. I mean, that could be an angle that's being played. Maybe he is just straight up uncomfortable with it and he's willing to learn now. Like, that could be the angle. I think that's probably the most likely angle. He was uncomfortable with it. And then when Jack was like, oh, well, you think that, like, I'm just going to start hitting on you or something? Or, like, I'm going to turn you gay? Well, what he said is when, when Jack was like well, you don't want to live with me. He's like, I don't want people to think that I'm gay. Like, because somehow living with a gay person means you're also gay. That was kind of the implication there. I'm like, well, that's weird. Yeah, That's weird. But what I did like, since we're just going to discuss this whole fucking storyline right now, we're going to start at the end before we come back to the beginning. The head boy who moved out of his big with its own bathroom room to give that to Jack to go live with Goatee he genuinely seemed like he wanted this to work for Jack and he wanted Jack to be in the house. He looked upset yeah. with Goatee when Goatee was letting Jack walk out at the end. Like, that's the sense I got from him, which I don't remember from watching this before. So it feels like the only one who's not on board is Goatee until he comes yeah, that's out. that's kind of what I felt about it. Where, like, the other guy was trying to be accommodating and be like, no, nah, man, like, this is kind of like... He's like, he's like, no, this is what an upperclassman or someone like that would do. Like, I'm trying to fucking find a situation where we can neutralize it before it becomes anything. He's like, I got to make everyone happy. And unfortunately, this was the compromise that I had to make. And I'm sorry if that makes you feel uncomfortable, but that's not what I meant to do. You're going to have to talk to Goatee about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Goatee does come out at the end. He's like, listen, if you want a room with me come in room with me and jack's like i'll think about it dog so jack is still again there's that seed of doubt that's put in his mind i think but obviously he's not done with the frat 
he even said when he was leaving, I'm not done. I'm just not living here. So he wasn't planning on taking off yet or at all. Like, I again, I don't really remember how it plays out, but it did feel more welcoming. It was just Goatee who was being a weirdo. So let's jump back. Appetite for Destruction, where we get a real enclosed episode that takes place at the Mighty Alliance house for a dinner party that gets unexpectedly bigger than it was supposed to be. Well, yeah, because like they had originally planned to do these every week, and then they just never happened, or they happened sporadically. I think that's what it was. It just and Joey kind of mentions it later, like everyone's just been kind of busy anyway, so it's hard to get them together every week. But I think they do pop up once in a while. And like, so this show opens with Dawson and Jen like getting back to Graham's house, and then like kind of making out in the front hallway and the entire gang is just like oh shit well yeah you got pacey there cooking for everyone like showing off his new fucking skills and everything him and audrey flirting in the kitchen joey and jack just hanging out everyone cracking wise and shit and yeah they walk in on that and it's like um what's going on here and you can tell the boys and you see throughout the whole episode are laughing about it and loving it and are super entertained by it whereas audrey is pissed for joey and joey doesn't seem angry by it but later you find that she's not super happy with it she's just like kind of accepting she's it. like there's nothing i can do about it basically it happened they make each other happy i just have to kind of move on from here is what she kind of ends up coming to but yeah there's a point yeah. here where her and dawson have some fucking very serious words well what i love about it is at one point audrey is sitting at the table smears rice all over herself it's not rice it's risotto show it some fucking respect Hey, they were all calling it rice, so I'm just going with the Creek crew here. That's not what Pacey was calling it. I know. I know. I remember. I was going to write down risotto, and I was like, you know what? No. Audrey said rice. I love Audrey. It's rice. Well, it's just such an awkward moment. She's like, I need to go talk to Joey about this. I need to figure out how the fuck she's feeling about it. So, yeah, she just smears it all over her shirt, and Joey, come with me right now. And Joey's like, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. And Audrey's And then like, Audrey's all like, Joey... You're just a country grew girl. You're just a country girl who grew up on a stream or whatever. I fucking lost it. I fucking love this character. She is one hundred percent one, like one of the gang. Oh, without a doubt. So let's get back to a beautiful dynamic I love to see out in the kitchen, which is the three boys, where Pacey's like so Dawson, Dawson Leary. Well, come on, man. Like, tell me what's up. And they're both just... Like, Pacey and Jack this episode are so funny together. Well, it's funny because, like, yeah, like, Dawson doesn't really say anything. And then he, he like, goes out of the room and fucking Pacey says something to Jack. And Jack's like, oh, yeah, they definitely fucked. You can just tell. Well, he's like, I don't know about Dawson, but I can tell that Jen definitely just got down, which means they definitely just got down. And, and yeah. he asks him, he asks Pacey, he's like, do you feel different? And Pacey's like, I do. I do feel different. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> the fact that they built up Dawson losing his virginity into this, like, big moment for, like, everyone in the group is yeah. so funny to me. Especially because those two are laughing about it. Like, they're just having a good old time. Dawson and Joey are in the kitchen, and 
like basically just by a look. Wait, did you say Dawson and Joey, right? Yeah, they're in the kitchen. Okay, okay. I hope that's what I said. Hold on, go back, check the tape. Dawson and Joey are in the kitchen. So they're in the kitchen and basically like she thinks they just made out, right? And they just just by a glance, just by a look. Oh yeah. Dawson just gives her a look and Joey's just like Oh <laughs> God damn it. She's like, Well I wanted to take your V card, Dawson. Yeah, she's like, Well, I gotta go. We don't have to turn this to a thing, and she fucking takes off, goes back out, and they're in everyone's back in the kitchen now for the second course but joey's already like listen pacey if you're getting stressed out by all this shit like we can just call it a night right now we can all just go home oh yeah and pacey's like pacey's like nah man like we gotta see this through plus like i got these fucking chickens cooking so like we need to eat right and they're all like nah man let's just serve it now like who cares if it's raw Serve now. I like a little bit of raw poultry. Like that's that's what I've been needing in my life. Some raw chicken. I want to get that polio. And while everyone's in the kitchen talking about getting fucking polio from the raw from the, from the raw chicken, um, Dawson and Jen are out in the kid out in the uh, the dining room talking. And Dawson's basically like, "Listen, it doesn't matter how Joey reacted to her finding out." She doesn't get to weigh on it. No one gets to weigh on it. I'm happy with you. That's all that matters. So we're seeing these two kind of like, okay, they're definitely going for something real here. It's not just Hotel New Hampshire, hit it and quit it. Like, they're moving on into something. And then fucking there's that knock on the door, right? And uh, who is outside of Graham's house knocking on the door when they're trying to be eating dinner? Oh, we're not quite there yet. We we oh, got okay. we got a little bit of time, but speaking of Grams's house though, that's one thing because Audrey's been asking throughout the whole night, both at the beginning and then in that kitchen scene, where the fuck is this Grams? I keep hearing about because I haven't seen her around here. Is she real or are y'all just making up this old lady? What's going on around here? But she hasn't shown up yet. But first, we have some real confrontations b- between some people here. Is this when Dawson says he's going to go to the freak school? Hold on a second. Oh no no no. What am I? Hold on. Oh, oh, so then Jen gets up from her conversation with Dawson and goes in and talks to Joey. And Joey's basically like, listen, don't worry about it. Because Jen's like, oh, we're getting close. We're finally going to be friends, which is something I always like seeing. And she's concerned that's going to be ruined. And Joey's like, hey, listen, you're a good person. That's what Dawson needs. Don't worry about it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, girl. I'm good. 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 Seriously, I'm like so good. And that's how good she's doing. And that's when they sit down for dinner and the, the tension is fucking thick in the air, right? So Jack cracking a joke because him and Pacey are just cracking jokes tonight. He's like, hey, Pacey, if I find a vein, do I win a prize? And I noticed. Well, Pacey was like slightly agitated because he's like... Well, not, at, not like, at Jack. No, just the situation of them all kind of wanting them to serve like something that's not done and he's like new to this craft that he's loving he's doing real good at it but then he's all like he's like yeah i want to avoid a safety hazard so i only serve you the parts that were fully cooked yeah i think he's he's pretty good at going with the flow so he might have been agitated but i think he's over it by the time he's jogging up the sidewalk at the end of this episode like i don't feel like he's the kind of guy who holds on to shit at all but this is where and this is what I want to point out between Jack and, and Pacey because it's so funny because everyone smiles at that little joke that Jack makes except for Joey. 
I noticed that. Joey doesn't crack a smile at that. So Jack asked, so Dawson, outside of the obvious, how was the film festival? Because no one said out loud what has happened yet, but obviously everyone's figured out what's happened here. Yeah. And Pacey's smiling so much, he's trying to fucking hide his face from it. <laughs> and Dawson, that's when Dawson does bring up, he's like, I'm thinking about going to that freak school, right? And that's when Joey kind of perks up. And she's like, oh yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be really good. And then Jack's all like, he's like, yeah, he's like, it's like maybe you could stay at Grabs. And that's when Pacey straight up laughs. Jo- Joey looks like she's fucking pissed about it, or at least not very happy. Jen's looking uncomfortable. And Jack just looks like, oh, whoops. Uh, I guess I didn't realize what I was saying And then saying Audrey there. again spills food on herself. This time, the first time she picked up like a handful and like rubbed it on her chest. This time she just picked up the plate and dumped it on her shirt. Like... Busy Phillips is so good in this role, and Audrey is definitely, like, the binding glue that was missing from the crew. They've always been shopping for that extra member to really fucking tie things together. And she's felt like the best one so far, even more than Andy. Well, the nice thing about having six people as opposed to, like, four is there's more, almost more, like... Obviously, there's more you can do because there's more people, but then there's like different pairings. So if like you need people to separate, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier. Well, here in the separation of Joey and Audrey, Joey's like, "Listen, I'm pissed off that everyone's treating me like this delicate little flower. I'm fine." And Audrey's like, "I don't understand why you aren't a delicate little flower. You should be fucking bothered by this." And I know you don't love it, but I love that the at least a little bit it keeps weaving into everything. She says that Mitch's death kind of canceled everything that was going on before. And if it did break my heart, I wouldn't have any right to say anything about it because of that. And Audrey's like, listen, man, you can say whatever you want when it comes to how you feel, if that's how you feel. And Joey just kind of dismisses that. And she's like, it is what it is. But you know she knows that Audrey's right. And so it proves that even outside of on like a fun, ridiculous, over-the-top comedic level, that Audrey is also that person who's turning Joey Potter into someone who isn't second season, third season Joey Potter. Because by the end of this three-pack, the drama that comes up about Dawson losing his virginity to Jen is gone. Which is... It's not even a like problem. The way it should be. It's not... It just sucks that it took them fucking five seasons or four seasons to get to a a spot where I actually am like, oh, this is like how it should have been the whole fucking but time. But that's the thing, though. That's the beauty of it, I think, in the writing, is that they were still in high school before. They never really... It's just they didn't learn what they needed to learn until they went to school. And here's the thing. And I know this wasn't the plan for the show, but Mitch's death, I think is what really frames this thing out and kind of ironically enough forces them to make it a little more lighthearted because the comedy and the fun gets ramped up a whole bunch, especially in this three pack uh, to a level that it really wasn't, before unless it was supposed to be sleazy like the old Jew, like jazz club shit they were doing back in the day yeah but anyway at the end of that conversation is what you brought up before the doorbell rings and who the fuck is there chuck fucking c 
M M. Charlie Michael Murray. Jen is not happy, but all the boys peek their head around the corner and they're like, oh. She goes outside to talk to him real quick. And then it's been like a couple minutes and Dawson's getting up to go check it out. And Pacey's all like, ah, hold up, bro. Don't be that guy. You don't need to be that guy. You don't need to set your whole fucking thing up like that. And Dawson's like, I appreciate it, but I still got to check this shit out. I got to see what this motherfucker working with. And Pacey's like, I don't blame you, dog. I get it. And and he just pops his head out there and he's like, we good? And she's like, yeah, I'll be in a second. He's like, all right, for sure. Charlie Michael Murray's hurt by that. He's like, nice to meet you too, man. And Jen's like, bro. Come on, man. You know why no one in there wants to fucking talk to your bitch ass. And on top of it, uh, I bl- like like that's that's like my new boyfriend. So you can uh, fuck off. We did find out. And on top of it, I finally got a good guy. And like yep. like she fucking digs him multiple times throughout this whole fucking thing. But I did at least learn, and I don't know if they've said it before, but they said it here. The other girlfriend's name. Nora. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she comes back in, and her and Dawson are holding hands, and they show Joey's face, and you can tell that she is just not really enjoying herself at all, watching these two getting all cozy. Uh, And she gets up and goes to the kitchen, and Dawson's like, well, I better follow her, because here's how, again, it feels almost like they're teasing at the high school thing, like, we're going to make this a scene. We're going to make this a big deal. And they kind of do go have their own scene here. But for yeah, but it it kind of makes sense though because yeah. like she brings it up. She's like, "Hey, I just want you to like be honest and tell me honestly what's up." Because like she's like, "Am I crazy or did you like drop out of college and stay here and like want to like be with me and well she's like do you miss me and do you miss being around me and he's like listen man i'm sorry but like something shifted when my father died and something was lost there and he's like i thought maybe i could move on you know and make it make sense but i just couldn't and when i got out of town with jen it was like a fresh start and i felt like i could be myself again i felt like i was happy for the first time in a really long time that's when Joey's like, oh, so you feel like you can't be yourself around me, huh? And he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, you want the fucking honest truth? He's like, here, here it is. Like, I care about you, but it just hurts too much to be like around you. Yeah. Let alone with you. So like, I'm sorry, but like, I, like every time I see you, I just, I get hurt because I think about my, you know, my dead Mitch dead. <laughs> So while that conversation's going on, you got Jack and Jen, quote unquote, changing the music right now. And they're talking about like, well, he comes out. He's like, dude, so you're, you're fucking Dawson now? You want to fill me in and how the hell that came about? And she's just kind of like, well, we're figuring it out. And he's like, yeah, but you realize how fucked up it is that you're having sex with him right now, right? Like while he's grieving, like you think that's the right thing to do? And in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, Jack, you just went and got him fucking drunk, though. So like, which one's better for him, really? Really? Yeah. I'm going to say getting laid is way more better for his mental health than getting drunk with the frat down at the docks and waking up and drinking some weird-ass hangover concoction that Pacey made for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, so don't worry about it. Get it. But it really... Get it. Jen looking fine as hell. But what it's, what it's really about and they end up arguing about again is 
the fact that they just haven't been hanging out lately and that she's been fucking around with, you know, doing what she's been doing with dudes and work and he's been fucking around with the frat and shit. And he, and she's like, she's like, we used to operate like clockwork. Like what happened to us? And it's just silence, nothing. And we kind of leave it hanging there. But thankfully there's a duo that's at least having themselves a good old time. And that's Pacey and Audrey. Oh my God. I hope one of two things happens. Right. And I almost think I can wave bye bye to one of those two options because I just don't necessarily know if I see that happening again. But one of them is Pacey and Audrey, especially now that they work together. I feel like this three pack definitely pushes your mind in that direction. Or I'll settle for Pacey and Joey. Because realistically, would you want to see that again? Break up. Would you want to see that? Would you want to see that again right now? Why did they break up? We know why they broke up, and why they broke up is a situation that's more or less been addressed for the moment. Pacey's got his own success. He's feeling like he's doing pretty good. But I feel like Joey. He. I feel like he'd want to have more stability, and give her time to live her college life before he pursued going after joey again and now this is no commentary on what happens from this point forward or what i know about pacey and joey doing the thing or not doing the thing but from my perspective right now i would think that he'd he'd still want to have more dude because what if we got a series finale dual wedding what if (laughs) i mean keep the wedding talk going i think you absolutely should what i love most is how it morphs and, and turns into some different kind of beast every time you bring it up because it's gone. It's got to. It's a legend at this point. It's gone. Will there? Won't no, there? It's not a legend. Who knows? You've said on many times, you even said at one point that you can feel it in your bones that there's going to be a wedding in the finale. So I feel like to me, it's not a will they, won't they. You've already proclaimed that it's happening. It's got to be. I mean, if they're. I'm going to tell you one thing. I will be pretty disappointed if i do not fucking hear wedding bells we'll see what happens but for the time being dessert is served we're at the final course here at this dinner and pacey's like listen y'all things are gonna go smoother next time and joey's like next time uh yeah we're all busy and shit so i don't know maybe we should like take a break and pacey's like nah man we need to try harder we need to keep this group together and while he's saying that jack reaches over and Pours a little cream in Jen's coffee like he used to do back in the day. Well, and then Graham shows up. Well, before Graham shows up, Audrey says to all of them, she's like, do you idiots realize what you have and how like, oh, yeah, you guys are super fucking lucky. She's like, I couldn't name you a motherfucker I hung out with in high school that I could even think of contacting or want to contact today. Like, and you guys are sitting here even in the midst of whatever kind of drama you have chilling get the fuck out of here that shit's crazy and then yeah the icing on the cake for audrey shows up because that's what i like thinking about she is new to this group like to all of them this is just well and like on top of it too like they're also trying to deal with like the group just inter fucking amongst themselves well it's not like jen and dawson are a new idea that was like the no. first couple that we really had that was a high school couple and not Pacey and a teacher yeah. or an already married couple. Like Dawson and Jen 
was something we had from season one and we didn't get the the payoff until season five but yeah so grams comes in and her and audrey get along like gangbusters dude like they're loving each other but Graham's like, I'm tired. He doesn't love Graham. Graham's like, I'm tired as hell, man. I got to go upstairs. Dawson, you got to tell me about the weekend sometime. You're not going home tonight, though. Cape Side's too far. Why don't you just go ahead and sleep somewhere in this house? Maybe in the attic? Maybe in the attic or in Jen's bed? We'll find out about that later. Because Jack's like, I got to go meet some bros. And Joey's like, I got to go study. And Audrey's like, yeah, I'm going to go with her. And here's what we get. Like, I wrote this down because the Pacey and Audrey, they're laying it on thick with the flirtation. They have been since they've met each other. The writers are yeah. like, every time. Well, and that's kind of the both their personalities. But I feel like it's definitely picked up in the second episode. Well, he was talking about like cooking like a tart, and she's like, "Pacey, you can make me a tart anytime." And he's like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "Be careful what you wish for." Yeah, and he's like, "Okay, you get that one for free." But it's all like real. You can tell that they're feeling each other out in a way that's like, "Yeah, I definitely want to fuck this person, but I, I gotta tread lightly because of what's happening in this room right now." We're both sensible enough to know that. Yeah, but I also think they're smart enough to be able to sneak around that group too. Not to say that that's what they do, but I feel like they've got. We'll let it all play out. So, Jen goes in to the kitchen talking to Pace. He's like, "Tell me what your judgment is. Let me know what's up." And Pace's like, "You won't get a judgment from me, not one." He's like, "I just want everybody to be happy, man." And he's like, "You looked happy with him tonight." And she's like, thank you. I really appreciate that. And again, I've always loved that Pacey and that Jen friendship. Because can I see them working as a couple? Sure. Why not? But it feels weirder to me than Dawson and Jen as a couple. Well, it's funny because him and Jack both brought up how they were surprised that it was Dawson that fucked Jen out out of the group. Because they both almost fuck jen i'm surprised pacey hadn't jack obviously it makes sense that he didn't but pacey it still surprises me that up to this point that never happened but yeah but you know it is what it is so as joey audrey and jack are walking down going their separate ways she's audrey's trying to get joey to come out and drink with her and jack but joey's like nah i really am gonna go study because i'm a loser and Pacey runs up behind them. Lee, and then Audrey and Jack just take off because they're going to go get drunk. And now we get what you're talking about. The intrigue of the Joey and the Pacey relationship as they're walking down the sidewalk. Yeah. And like I, I just kind of wrote to myself, you know, I was like, it's like, hey, there's no reason why they can't get back together. Right. Like, and that's where I also wrote down there could be a dual wedding. And I was like. Nonetheless, you know, like Pacey's just also a damn good friend just listening to Joey there. I think that's the overall thing. Like Pacey is, and I, I know I said this in early episodes, um, and maybe along the way I haven't because things have twisted and turned, but Pacey is like the best character as far as a person on this show. And that really starts the show in season five when he gets a chance to go out there and be on his own and do his own thing. Like, if you hold him up to a fucking saints standard does he hold up no but no one does but as far as like character development and being more chill he's he's for the longest time been way up there and other people starting to catch up with him and we're going to talk about that with each character moving on definitely dawson in the next episode 
But here, and here's the theme I wanted to point out of them mentioning things or referring to me at least to things that had happened before. Because while she's talking to Pacey, she says, like, I felt relieved when it was Jen that was talking to Dawson after Mitch died. I didn't want to be that person. It was too much pressure. And she said she felt bad about it. And just like what Audrey said when they were talking about it, Pacey's like, that doesn't sound like it's bad. It just sounds like the truth. So it's like she had that conversation with two different people. and They both said almost word for word the exact same thing back to her, which I thought was interesting. But it's at that point that they hug. and You're like, it's good to see them just be friends after all the shit. The episode ends with Dawson and Jen just kind of chit-chatting in what I thought was going to be Dawson's new bedroom before they actually finalize it. Well, to... They're, they're talking about, like, he's just staying there tonight, but, yeah, we hear more about this attic room later. And to close out the episode, they're, like, cuddling, but in a 69 position. Yeah, they're gonna fuck. And then there's the camera, the, the move they love to do in Dawson's Creek, where you put the camera directly above the bed and then, like, pan up from the bed. Or down, depending on what your intention is. And that's how we close out that episode. But overall, that fucking, like, that dinner party feel, that vibe of people moving and shifting from room to room, the way they dealt with the drama, the right, whatever they did in the writer's room, whoever they brought in from this season before the last one, it just feels so much better in most cases. So you ready to talk about episode 11, something wild? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's been, like, a little bit of a break in time between these two episodes because it starts off in Capeside, and I assume they're on, like, spring break or something? No, because they just took finals, right? So it was, it like, would be the end like of the semester? It would be, like, end of semester, so we're, we got to be coming up on the holidays, I think, in the next few episodes. Yeah, maybe. I feel like we'd have to um, be. And what? This... They just did. I, all right, so we yeah. just watched Four Scary Stories. I guarantee you that came out around Halloween time. So that means these were yeah, like somewhere around right. November. So you got the big dinner party that we just watched. That's a Thanksgiving kind of thing, maybe. Like, I feel like we're coming up on a Christmas type episode or snowy episode real soon. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, so let's go with it's just like the beginning of some kind of winter break. You know what I mean? Or some kind. Who knows? They are driving back to Cape Side though. Yeah, and so, so like uh, Pacey shows up unexpectedly at the B and B, and and Joe's all like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" And Pacey's like, "Hey man, I'm going back to Boston. You want to ride?" And she's like, "Fuck yeah, I do." Peace. Yeah, we see Bessie there, and Bessie's like, "Joey, I can tell something's wrong with you. You're just sitting here watching TV. I know it's about Dawson and Jen. Why don't you go do something wild, girl?" And Joey's like, "I just want to sit here on the fucking couch and do nothing. Leave me the yeah, fuck alone." And, and Betsy's like. Betsy's like, man, why don't you do something wild? Like, go fuck one of Jen's ex-boyfriends or try to fuck your teacher or try to fuck some kid that your teacher sets you up with. Well, she takes that ride back with to, to Boston with Pacey and she's like, damn, dog, how did you oh, afford Pacey? He's like, why did you af- how did you afford this goddamn like beautiful muscle car Mustang you got right here? And he's like, don't worry about it, dog, but check it out. Civilization's looking for a waitress. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to be a motherfucking waitress. Mrs. Va- <laughs> Mrs. Valentine wouldn't give me a good reference anyway. So I'm like, ooh, little Mrs. Valentine uh, shout out. And still no fucking Drew. Even though he's supposed to be in Boston. Maybe he didn't go to Boston. Maybe he was lying about Boston. You never know with Drew, man. He was getting better, but maybe deep down he was always a little shit. Maybe. Maybe he's on a run. Maybe he's on a run with his mom. 
she did something. Maybe he's a serial killer. Maybe he is Derry Ridgeway. Well, Pacey's like, Joey, um, so what's up with your grades? And she's like, yeah, no, I haven't checked him yet. And he's like, yeah, you're freaking out, huh? And we all know she is. So they get to her dorm, and he's like, what the fuck are you going to do by yourself this whole break? And she's not by herself, though. No, yeah, because Audrey's there. And Audrey's like, hey, what up, doe? She's like, check it out, though. They told me I can't give the tour anymore. And uh, it, because of some stupid reason. And oh, no. The reason is some mom complained that she was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Flirt with a high school yeah, kid. Yeah, she's like, how did I, how was I supposed to know he was in high school? I'm like, oh, because he's on a campus tour for a college, Audrey. Yeah. And, and, uh, they both have like Pacey and Joey both have like the fucking lightning or like the light bulb above their head. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's going to be the new waitress. Well, the next thing we see here between them is she's at Civilization with Pacey so that she can apply for the job. And Danny is just kind of like cooking and listening in our conversation. And you can tell that he's just loving it. And he comes up to them and he's like, yo, Winter, is this your girlfriend? And they're both like, no, 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 no. And Danny's like, well, that's fine because she's got the job because anyone that can put Pacey Winter in his fucking place like that is someone I want to work with. And Audrey's like, I love this guy. And Pacey just can't believe it. He's like, that's it? That's the whole fucking interview? Are you kidding me? I mean, how did he, how do you think it would be any different? Like, he basically got his job. Uh, by just dicing fucking potatoes for a week. Well, and he would make the argument, yeah, but Doug had given me the fucking, you know, green light. And I'm like, yeah, but you gave Audrey the green light by bringing her in. And Danny clearly trusts you at this point. And again, the fact that he can listen to her talk to you and fucking just put you down, like, he's Danny's loving. He's like, oh, you could tell how much he was loving Winter getting slapped around, verbally at least, by Audrey. So cut, cutting back to Joey and her grades, she's running up to check them. And I don't know if you noticed this, but on the sheets that she was checking her grades on for each class that were printed on some fucking like laser dot Yeah, their printer, social security numbers. Every, I th- I'm pretty sure that's what else could that have been. That was Those were definitely social security numbers, right? Yeah. It had to Every been. single person. Unless those were student IDs that are, and they just happen to be the same sort of format as social security numbers. Why would that be? Why would they do that? That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. So actually. Yeah, that's real fucking stupid. The dumbest shit I've ever heard is actually putting someone's social security number on these fucking grades, which is apparently what they've done. I just, it blew my mind. It almost took me out of the moment. Like, I can't deal with this right now. I can't deal with it. But then suddenly Professor Wilder shows up with the only grade she hasn't looked at yet. And she's got all A's so far. Yeah, she's far. got four A's rolling up into this last one. She's like, if I don't have a fifth fucking A, I'm going to fucking slit some fucking throats and become a serial killer. She even pulled a knife out. Like, she was holding it behind her back, but she was ready to go. Yeah, she was ready to kill Gene Wilder. But he puts that shit up, and it, you know it's an A, right? And oh yeah, she drops fucking A plus 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 plus. So she puts the knife back away, and she fucking hugs him. It's a deep hug. It's a hard hug. Like it's a it's a it's a hug. And I'm all like, oh shit! And then she tells Audrey about it. She's like, I was oh, excited. Didn't just tell her about it. They're at the club, right? Like, they're out for a night on the town, like, celebrating, right? Having a good-ass time. Audrey celebrating them coming town. Joey celebrating getting all A's. We'll find out about Pacey here in a bit. But while Audrey and Joey are talking, 
Audrey keeps badging her, like, what parts of your body's touched while you were hugging? I need to know. And Joey just fucks her, like, okay, we had sex or whatever. And Audrey's like, you know what? Fine. For real, though. We need to make a pact. We're going to kiss some boys tonight. And she just grabs some guy and pulls him over. I was like, you need to kiss my friend. And Joey's like, nope. The doctor told me that's not a good idea until my tongue heals up. And I was like, that is one of the greatest lines I've heard in terms of don't don't touch my mouth with your mouth. But, but Audrey, being as fucking smooth and smart as she is, is like, yeah, it was a piercing incident. And the dude just kind of takes off. And we cut back to pa- to Pacey over at Civilization. And this is where we find out... He is... Promoted to chef. Andy gets a 20% raise, which is pretty big. And he gets several hundred dollar bills in an envelope as a holiday bonus yeah 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 so we cut back to the club after all that money exchanges hands and i didn't notice it the first time but they make it very obvious this time that it's charlie michael murray's band that's playing oh yeah 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 because audrey's all like damn he looks good and joey's like i feel like i know this motherfucker but yeah i'd probably make out with him and so eventually she realizes that this is, quote, the guy that dicked over Jen. And Audrey's like, oh, that's who it is? Well, he has such beautiful flesh for a jerk. And she also's all like, damn, Jen's got good taste in guys. Whoops. And that immediately is like, oh, fuck. And then Joey's like, don't worry, I'm giving him the I want to fuck you eyes. No, it immediately gets dropped because Audrey's dropping the bomb like, oh, by the way, I used to sing with this band. So I'm just going to go talk to them real quick while they're playing a set. Um, So let me run over there real quick and sing. She gets on stage and starts singing while Charlie Michael Murray's giving Joey the fuck me eyes right back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But Pacey says the key line about Audrey right here to Joey. He says... How did we ever get through high school without that girl? And that makes me think if they would have had an Audrey, would their group have been better? Or would high school Audrey have been no different than having anyone else in the mix? And it's just them in college coming together that really makes it gel this way. If they would have gotten an Audrey type character in high school, it would have had to have been someone who was moving into the area so still a brand new character or like, like a brand new, yeah <laughs> yeah i guess i guess like andy but and like, jack too like that's how they got like drew like everyone they just move into town so i guess that wouldn't be an unprecedented maneuver when you think about it that's how everyone <laughs> comes around abby was like the only one who was there and she fucking died well you know that's right not a lot of death in this show there's been enough death so Joey's at the bar just chilling and the dude from earlier comes up and hits on her and she shuts it down and she hears someone else offer to buy her a drink and she thinks it's him and not this time, it's Charlie Michael Murray. Yeah, and he's all like, hey girl, why don't you just chill the fuck out because you're gorgeous and, uh, you know, I just want to talk to you and, and she's all like, you know what, why don't you go cheat on somebody else motherfucker well she asked him first she's like what made you pick me or made yeah made you pick me out of all these people here and he said it's because of the fact that you tucked your hair behind your ear and i was like okay here's the thing pacey said that to her once before and elliot the guy from the 
party that she bonked heads with earlier and we meet again later also mentioned her tucking her hair behind her ear while in economics class then. So Charlie Michael Murray is the third person to be like, bro, what really turns me on about you is that you tuck your hair behind your ear. It's so hot. And I'm not disagreeing, but the fact that it's three different dudes, like... I'd need to see that Now she's just doing it because she's like, all right, I know everybody loves it. I've made this comment before, but I've also said it's by no fault of her own. Joey is just the kind of person that people fall in love with pretty easily. Like, that seems to be her personality. Like, that is something that you could harness for evil or at least for... Oh, man, I wish she would harness it for evil. But that's not what we see here because she calls him out after kind of like playing with him for a while. And yeah, she does like, oh, yeah, did you pull the same shit with Jen Lindley? And he's immediately like, oh, shit, it's Joey, the smart girl from Worthington. Yeah. I love how they always have to drop that you're smart if you're from Worthington. Well, she comes back. Yeah, well, it's Charlie, the womanizer from Boston Bay. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, girl. And she just takes the fuck off from there. And then we cut to some more one-on-one time between Audrey and Pacey where they're playing pool and she's whooping his ass while a bunch of dudes are staring at her Oh yeah, I just wrote everybody loves Audrey. Everyone's staring at her butt while they're playing pool and they made a point of showing that everyone was looking at her butt. Like, it was weird. But she's winning and winning and winning and Joey comes up and he's like making fun of her grades again and all that. He's like, I need you to just be other Joey for a minute. You know about other Joey. And she's like, huh? And he's like, yeah, you know the one that like knows how to drink and play strip poker and sail away for a summer and sing in front of strangers at a party? And I'm like, that's just the whole list of nostalgia right there. Like, he's just bringing up shit from the past that proves his point. And that's what I love about this season, referencing the past. Because he's like, you've done this shit in the past. There is an other Joey. And it makes her realize, fuck, there is another Joey. I'm going to go look for her right now. And he's like, well, before you do, let me give you some money to buy everyone some drinks. And he throws her a crisp $100 bill. And she's all like, damn, Pacey, when do you get rich? And he's all like, bitch, I got a job. <laughs> That's pretty much how it is. Yeah, she goes uh, to get drinks, but instead she bumps into Charlie Michael Murray. And he's all like, hey, girl, why don't you come up on here? Why don't you come up here and sing? And she's all like, shit, I don't mind if I do. And so she jumps up there and starts singing. And I'm all like, damn, you suck at singing, Joe. Yo, yeah, this she was not good at singing on my own in season one. But she was worse at singing I Want You to Want Me. And here's what made it worse to me on top of that is she was definitely trying to be sexy for Joey Potter. And it was not working for me. <laughs> yeah. It, no, but it was working. Just it was do what you normally do. It was working for Charlie Michael Murray because she runs off stage after being other Joey, and you can tell she's happy as fuck with herself. Here's another thing I want to point out, and I know I've noticed it before, but it's the first time I've really been able to like I put it together. What bothers me about Katie Holmes's smile? She always sticks her tongue out through her top and bottom teeth. <laughs> it's weird. It's the weirdest smile I think I've ever seen. Pay attention, man. It happens all the fucking time. But she's in the back smiling it up. I kind of like that. She's in the back smiling. Sometimes, but not every time you fucking smile, right? But anyway, she's out there sticking her tongue out, smiling backstage. And Charlie Michael Murray comes up. He's like, girl, <laughs> you were so amazing. And she's like, let me stick my tongue through my teeth and kiss you right now. And she's like, don't ever call me uptight, 
bitch. And then she goes back up on stage, and the crowd is still going fucking wild for her. And I'm like, she wasn't that good. Why is everyone still losing their mind for mediocre Joey Potter? And then uh, it's funny because, like, then Audrey and Pacey are talking to each other. They're looking for Joey. They're like, where the fuck's she been at? And they're, they're like, she just, like, starts talking about the fucking. She's like, oh, yeah, like, I'll be good. Or no, she fucking sees that she's talking, he's talk, or that she's talking to Charlie Michael Murray. So she's all like, "Oh, let me still Pacey this way." She's like, eh, "Actually, yeah, you can't give me a ride home." And that's when Charlie Michael Murray says to Joey, "He's like, hey, it looks like you need a ride home because your friends left without you." And Joey's like, "Yeah, yeah, I don't think so, motherfucker," because he says that he's got a motorcycle. And here's what's funny: because sometimes I'll talk back to my TV, right? So, as soon as he said, I got a motorcycle, I literally said outside, of course this motherfucker's got a motorcycle. And that's exactly what Joey said. I was dying so hard at something that wasn't even supposed to be that funny, because I literally just said the thing that Joey said. Like, it's just too on the fucking nose that CMM's got a fucking motorcycle. But, uh, so, like, when Pacey drops off Audrey, she's all like, oh, shit, I wonder if Rodrigo's wife had the baby... That's one of the doormen at the dorm that she's become accustomed yeah. to because Pacey gets a feeling that maybe she didn't just get she back. She didn't just get back. But she's like, yeah, actually, that fight with my mom and my dad is actually a lot worse than uh, I let on. So I didn't go home and I just kind of stayed here and been chilling because apparently they're fighting over money. Uh Again, think about the comment that mom made at dinner the other day about having to put up a six-figure donation to the school just to get your daughter in there. Like, and uh, like, who knows what kind of money? Like, they're obviously, obviously arguing about money, but you can tell mom is a money-driven person. Yeah. Um. And uh, like, well she, well, she says something, or Pacey says something about like his car. Well, Pacey. Well, like, first, first she's like, just don't say anything to Joey about this. I don't want her to get worried. And that's where Pacey's like, I can understand where you're coming from because I have something I don't want her to know too. Yeah, and that's when he's like, yeah, my dad gave me this car. He said for the first time, like he's proud of me, but he's like, when is he gonna stop being proud of me? Like, when's that? When's the other fucking shoe gonna fall? You know. Well, she comes up, like, before she goes in, she gives him a kiss on the cheek, and, and he's like, you know what? Rarely do I mind being kissed by a beautiful woman. So they still just kind of leave that real flirtatious, kind of like, almost a, a, a sitcom style, will they, won't they, between yeah. these two more than a drama, because you can tell they're having fun. There's no drama behind those two. And she's like, she's like bitch, I'll see you at work tomorrow. Exactly. And so that's where we leave them. And we get Joey walking down the sidewalk and CMM's fucking on that motorcycle pushing it down. Being like, girl, you know you want to get on here. And if you didn't want to get on here, what the fuck is that kiss all about? She's like, listen. She's like, nah, man, get fucked. I'll walk. She's like, listen. But other Joey. She also has that smile. So I'm all like, I don't know what the fuck she's doing. What she says first to him is, listen, other Joey might exist. She might do some things once in a while, but what I need you to do is not worry about it and not fucking talk about it. Because if you ever bring it up again, 
again, I will fucking kill you. And this time, that is what she actually says. She says she's going to fucking kill him. She almost pulls the knife out, but doesn't quite. And you're right. She does kind of have a smile on her face. But no, I she think, just kind of pulls her fucking shirt up and reveals this fucking nine I think, on her head. I think the smile on her face is not because she's digging Charlie Michael Murray, who's clearly falling in love with her like every fucking man seems to do. I think it's more because she's kind of realizing her power over people like Charlie Michael Murray who attempt to use her. That she can kind of, in her own way, use that to her advantage. And I think she was just really enjoying... More the fact, it out. more the fact that she got up on stage and sang that song, than she had an interaction with fucking Charlie Michael Murray at all. She knows who that guy is. Yeah. She's not gonna. Well, and she's like, she's really just thinking about that hug she had with Gene. And she's like, mm, that might be somewhere so in the background good. for sure. So good. She's gonna be thinking about that later. You wanna know who's thinking? You, that you wanna know who's thinking about what's so good? Dawson and Jen, as they are driving back to Cape Side, think about how good it was that they fucking boned down. Well, they're driving back, and, like, she's talking about being excited for him to go back to school, and he's kind of, like, dismissive of it, and they're talking about how, like, it's the first time he's brought someone home, or she's been brought home. And then she does an impression of Graham's while she's running her hand up Dawson's thigh, and I'm like, that's And weird. Dawson's like, man, don't fucking cross the streams. He's like, I'm also living with Graham's, don't, or he's like, not yet, but he's like, I'm going to be living with Graham's, don't get me aroused to her. Well, apparently at some point in this drive home, they fucking stop and they bone down. Because when they get oh, when yeah. they get back to the fucking house, like, before they get up to Gail, Jen's like, what did your mom say when you told her about this? And he's like, not really anything. And Jen's like, okay, it's going to be weird then. I foresee some strangeness here. But Gail comes out and she's real happy to see them and it's all good and they're acting she's weird. She's like, oh, it's getting late. Well, they're acting weird as hell too. Uh, 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 well, we, um, I don't... Uh, yeah, we uh. stopped and took a nap. And she's like, yeah, okay. And as they're heading in... Dawson, your shirt is inside out. A throwback to season one when Dawson told Mitch's shirt was on inside out. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, dude, I fucking fist pumped for maybe the first time in this show's history when Gail pointed out the inside shirt because I was like, that is an exact Mitch callback. Like, they're laying these callbacks on thick, but this one was, I feel, kind of subtle. They didn't beat you over the head. It's with funny, this too, one. because they're like, Jen's, Jen tells Gail, yeah, we, we stopped because we were resting. Yeah, resting. Okay. Okay, Jen. That makes sense. Well, they're inside and they're talking over some food about Double L and how she started walking. And Dawson's like, well, what the fuck is that baby gate, Gail? Why don't you put that fucking baby gate up, huh? You trying to kill my fucking sister, Double L, Gail? (laughs) Gail's like, Dawson, chill the fuck out. And the fucking phone rings. And Gail's like, hey, plumber, you're supposed to be doing this shit. Why aren't you doing it? Oh, so Dawson, and Dawson's oh, like, give me the phone. Dawson, Dawson, phone. listen, listen, Gale. listen, listen, plumber, plumber, give me the phone, Gail, Gail, plumber. Why isn't this fucking leak fix, plumber? I've, we've been talking about this for like a week now. I will meet you there. Don't make 15 me fifteen minutes. I'm gonna come down. Don't make one me, minute late. Fire. I'm gonna fucking beat you with your fucking wrench, plumber. This better be fixed. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there, Jen, Jen, girl. Shh, hold on, let me step back a bit, girl, Jen. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back on, girl. soon. I gotta go whoop a plumber's ass. I gotta go down to Leary's Fresh Fish and fuck Emporium because I've been fucking lately and I gotta get this leak. And fixed. funeral home. I'm, I'm trying to forget about that. 
<laughs> but hold on, I gotta, I gotta go do this. I'm gonna... <laughs> so, oh man, so Jen, Jen, Jen I can't even talk. <laughs> so Dawson really does leave. He does go to Leary's Fresh Fish to deal with this thing, and he leaves Gail with Jen. And they're like, "Fuck, man! I'm super scared that Dawson's gonna like blow a gasket over this baby gate. We better put it up right now." So they're putting this baby gate up, and Jen is Gail's all like, "So you two are dating now, huh?" And yep. Jen doesn't say anything. She just smiles this huge, gigantic smile. Just nods like, it's like, yeah, yeah. So as they're talking over the baby gate, it's kind of like, Jen's just like, listen. I fucking loved that too, by the way. Well, it's a good, it was a good moment because it helped both of them kind of realize some things about their relationships with Dawson and with each other. But she's like, listen. I'm crazy about him, and all I want is for him to be happy. That's Jen. And Gail's like, good, then we want the same thing. And that's where Jen's like, listen, what if he went to this school in Boston, and he stayed in Grams' attic, and he kind of, you know, moved out of Cape Side to kind of move on and, and get forward with his life or whatever. And Gail's, like, surprisingly very level-headed about it, though. Like, maybe not surprisingly. I shouldn't even say that. But she's like, I'd miss him, but he does need... A place of his own. He does need to, to move on. And that's when Jen brings up film school. Like, has he brought it up to you at all? And Gail's like, nope, not even a little bit. So here we get Dawson just keeps avoiding going back and moving forward. If that yeah. if that makes sense. But that's where <laughs> Gail's basically, listen, push him. You got to push him. You can't tiptoe around this bullshit. Yeah. I know this is a fact. It was Mitch too. Stubborn motherfuckers. Push him, push him, push him, and he'll do it. Jen's like, all right, I guess so. I guess so, but first Dawson, it's that comes back and insults Jen's uh, Jen's parents. <laughs> yeah, ba- like it's so weird, and the fact that it's like, hey man, why don't you not give me advice on parents since uh, you basically got dumped off by yours at Graham's? And Jen's all like, oh, I can't even fucking talk to you right now, bitch. And she just walks away. She does. She walks away. She's like, nope. You're gonna tell me that I can't talk to you about parents? Fuck out of here. And so they're not talking. So Gail comes up to Dawson on the dock later. Like, listen, dog. Well, first Dawson's like, I think me and Jen will work it out. It's fine. But Gail gets right down to it. No, no. First thing what happens is Gail walks up and she's all like, I was a little worried about what was going to be happening in my house tonight. Now I'm a little worried what's not happening. So she's all like, she's like, you two should be fucking right now. And why aren't you? Yeah, essentially that's what it comes down to. But she then comes out and she's like, listen, I don't think you guys are going to work it out until you get let go of this house. Like, that's what needs to happen here. You need to go to Boston. You're done. Your job is fucking done here. You don't need to worry about it. I see how... Yeah, she basically kicks him out. Well, she's like, I see how much Jen cares about your future and wants you in Boston. So I know there are people there who will look out for you. I know Grams is there. You're going to be under Grams's roof. Like, I trust that you're in a good environment. Joey Potter's hanging out there all the time. Like, it's the same crew you had here Minus me. It's more people than you had in fucking L.A. So on that front, I'm way more comfortable yeah. with it. And you're just a couple hours away. You can just pop in to grab something like Pacey does. Like, no big deal. Get the fuck out of here. And he's like, oh, all right, cool. Looks like I, uh, looks like I have to go apologize to my girlfriend. 
which he doesn't even do because Jen just accepts his fucking. Oh, yeah. He walks in and he's just like, God damn, you're beautiful. And she's like, all right, I accept. I'm out. And he's like, you don't have to say anything else. And then he's like, cool. I got to move into this attic. It's it's on. Well, like, and then and then they look out the window and they're like, man, we should go fuck in that house. Well, they were talking about it earlier. So they, yeah, well, they were talking about it earlier. Jen asked if Gail had met the new neighbors and Gail's like, they don't live there right now. Like it's boarded up. They come back for like the summer or whatever. So yeah, they break in and they bone in Grams's old house right in the living room. No problem. And they're having, yeah. they're having a good old time. And, and that's how the episode ends. And that's how we get to episode 12, Sleeping Arrangements. Continuing on from the sleeping arrangements those two just had. We've already talked about Jack and the Frat, which is what my next point, or my, my beginning point of this episode was. So to take that con that conversation from earlier and put it into context here for our listeners, beginning or throughout this third episode, Jack deals with that frat situation in the living arrangements. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I want to jump in and just kind of cut up what I think was the quickest and maybe potentially significant portion, but not so consequential here part of Joey Wilder and Elliot coming back into the mix. Because we get in there and it's Joey in Wilder's class and it's over and he asked her to stay behind because some other dude is staying behind. Like, because he's just been staring at Joey the whole time. And I knew as soon as I saw him, I'm like, is that the motherfucker from like episode one or two of this season that was at the party that bumped heads with joey and we find out that, yeah, that, that it is weird fucking like i'm gonna bump heads with this chick and see if she uh is interested oh, well wilder's pushing it he's like yo do y'all want to get better acquainted uh yeah you two should talk and then wilder kind of takes off and that's when he reminds her of the party and i'm like it is that motherfucker from the goddamn party and i think at one point it's what really I didn't realize it before, but someone says it in this episode. They call him like a Crispin Glover lookalike. And I'm like, yes. Joey says that. Okay, perfect. I knew someone said it. I'm like, that's what it is. That's what I couldn't put my fucking finger on. And that's who he looks like. But he's trying to follow her and talk to her. And she's like, nah, I got to move my roommate. See ya. See ya. I got to go. Got to go. Got to go. But she actually goes to the bookstore. Where who does she run into? I don't know. I didn't write any of this stuff down. Professor Wilder. She just. You didn't. You want to know if Joey's gonna fuck Professor Wilder? You're not writing down points about where they're definitely. Here's what it is. So they're at the bookstore, and she's looking at a book that he wrote. And he's. She makes some kind of sassy remark about the book, and he's like, "Listen, you gotta knock off all that sassy talk, like you know, flirtatious kind of talk, because pretty soon you're gonna have all the boys in my class flirting with you." Quote. Not that it's any of my business. And it's kind of the way that he says it, that it's like, no, you're definitely talking with her about people flirting with her because you want to be flirting with her. And it's, I did again, like I said before, I didn't feel that way earlier in the season, but it definitely feels like they're turning it that way now. I feel like they feel like they probably aren't going to fuck. I don't remember. I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say I have my feelings. I can't say no. Well, she leaves from there, goes back to her room, and she finds out from Audrey that Elliot did not sleep with her the night of that party. Because what he was doing all night was actually talking about Joey. Yeah, he seems kind of, like, creepy. Super weird. But what does Joey do? She goes over to his room. and She's all like, oh, shit, dude, do you want to get some coffee? And he's like, no, I'm busy. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I don't know, maybe some other time? And he's like, no, I'm I'm free. I just wanted to see if you were going to be disappointed when i said i was busy it's like red flag red flag 
And that's where we leave them going to get coffee. They're cool now. It's all good. Red flag. So let's move on from there, as weird as that situation might be. And that's what I said. We'll see how that plays out to Dawson and Jen, where we see Jen being very, or at least feeling very smothered living with Dawson immediately. Yeah. Because he comes in in the morning in the bathroom and he goes to use his toothbrush, but she used his toothbrush to like put mascara on or something because she thought it was old, which is weird in its own way. I don't know. Maybe women do that. Why would she think that somebody is bringing in an old toothbrush they don't want anymore? Maybe he did have a really old, gross toothbrush. Maybe he's that kind of person. Maybe she just forgot that he was living there. That's a possibility, too. But throughout the whole thing, like, because he reaches to use her toothbrush and she gets grossed out by it. And she's like, no, that's mine. He's playing it cool. And he goes looking for something else and, like, goes into her drawer and she's freaking out. Like, that's my drawer. But he's playing it cool. And I'm like... Where did Dawson get this real, like, zen attitude from all of a sudden? Yeah. Because he's playing it super cool right now. And we cut to her on the radio after this morning doing her radio show. And she can't get her music to work. So she improvises when someone calls in and asks about a relationship question. And then she gets a whole new show where it's just Jen answering phone calls and talking about relationship advice and she's given like like she even says she's like yeah i got a boyfriend oh yeah that's what the first question this girl asked her is do you have a boyfriend and jen's like actually i do and she's like okay then here we go my boyfriend comes too quickly how do we fix that and jen's like oh oh girl we can definitely fix that but then she's like starts talking about how she's like oh yeah she's like you're basically just having one until they leave, and then you find the next one. Well, b- before she says that, we get Dawson getting back home to Grams's house because he ends up hearing that conversation. Like that's just not a random one. But he gets home, and Grams apparently has been playing Game Boy for two hours. She's just getting sucked into the world of fucking Game Boy, and they end up coming at this conversation. He's like, "I know it's got to be weird with you, weird for you, with me being here under your roof." And Grams is like, "Listen." I'd like to think I've come a long way over the last few years, especially with Jen's help. And she's like, she's like, you know what? Before I couldn't even say the word penis. Uh, and Dawson's like, you know what? It's cool with me if you don't ever say it again. Exactly. And then, and then like, she's he's like, by the way, like, I really just want to thank you for like letting me come in here and fuck your granddaughter and like live under the same roof. And he's like, it's got to be kind of weird for you, right? And she's like, she's like, yeah, at first it was kind of weird. They just like banging Jen. But, you know, as long as you guys are nice to each other, never hear a peep out of me. And so he's like, cool, 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 cool. I'm going to go listen to Jen on the radio talk, like listen to listen, like play music and shit. Because I'm imagining he hasn't listened to anything yet so far. Let me hear what fucking thick slabs Jen Lindley's laying down on the radio airwaves this this afternoon. And it turns out she's talking about relationships and what you were kind of mentioning before where she's like, listen, you just kind of have to pay attention to what's going on, recognize what's coming and be prepared for it. Like dudes come and go. You move on to the next one. And Dawson's like, what the fuck? And Graham's just like, yeah, I'm sure she doesn't mean that. And you tell Dawson's like, mm, I'm pretty sure she does mean that. He goes, apparently he waits outside maybe for a few hours. Maybe he walks around and then he fucking stops and waits outside the front door but jen comes home later and it's dark out and he's just standing there and she's like ah so you were listening to me huh and that's where we find out a ton of people were listening to her 
And the producers were like, girl, you get your own show now. Come on in. You've got the green light. Well, and it's funny because, like, she's pretty much ready to, like, argue with Dawson. And Dawson's like, like, hold up. I want to say congratulations. That's awesome. Like, killing it, girl. Like, my girl's a badass. And she's like, wait, what? And he's like, hey, so do you want to go see a movie? And she's like, I'm really busy right now. And he's like, well, that's cool because I'm going to go see a movie. But I'm coming right back afterwards. He's like, I ain't going to cheat on you. I ain't going to ditch you. I ain't going to leave. He's like, I'm here for the long haul, girl. Like, I moved into Grams' attic. Well, he's like, I'm going to this movie, and if you want to come with me, I'd love it if you come with me. That option's still on the table. But yeah, if you don't want to come, I'll be back later. I'm not like all your other old boyfriends. I'm not like Billy. I'm not like Drew. I'm not like... CM. Um... Uh, yeah, all these other the, other New York doormen that were definitely having sex with underage girls, and I hope are rotting in dumpsters right now. But anyway, he's like, I'm not any of those bitches. I will be home later. And... All right, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. In the morning, he's got a brand new toothbrush laid out for him. Yeah. And they brush their teeth together, and you can tell shit's going real smooth by the end of this. Then we move into my favorite part of this whole thing, and that's the Pacey and Audrey element over at Civilization working together now. Yeah, well, and, like, the show opens up with Pacey gets the, uh, Mel comes to the boat, and she's like, hey, here's the deal. Gotta be out here soon because my uncle sold the boat but one door closes another one opens right he bought a new boat a bigger boat and he wants you to sail it with him he's in three days all you got to do is be on the flight and pa- he's like shit yeah. really he's like oh shit man oh what am i gonna do so we cut over to civilization where he's showing up for his shift and audrey's there putting lipstick on and this is just a moment where i love audrey because danny comes up and he's like hey audrey Table six isn't very happy, kind of implying like she had done a bad job waitressing, which may or may not be true. But she says, yeah, but the salmon kind of sucks today, Danny. So maybe you should get your shit together in the kitchen real quick. And he just kind of takes it as Pacey comes up to him. (laughs) Like, he's going to let this 18 or 19 year old woman just go, Danny, you know your salmon's off today, right? So don't come at me like that. And he'll just go. Yep, she's probably right. My salmon sucks today. And well, he's like, he's like, he's like, dude, they don't want to be flirted with. And he's like, she's like, uh, bitch, please, they do. So Pacey comes in. He's trying to talk to Danny about this offer that he just got. But Danny's like, listen, my bread maker just went back to prison. I need you to be my new bread maker. And you're super smart about everything else. So I think you can learn about bread. And then he runs away before Pacey can talk to him because his policy is don't talk to your employees when they ask you if you want to talk or can talk. Um, And Audrey picks up something's wrong with Pacey right now. and He's like, nah, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. But she ain't buying that shit. And then uh, I didn't write all Well, it's at that point. At that point, he tells her about the boat offer. That's what I thought. And she's like, yeah, that sounds like a great opportunity. And if that's what you want to do, I think you should do it. And he's like, smiles, just cool, cool. Kind of like how Jen responded to Gail in the last episode. Just smiles real big and wide about it, but doesn't say anything. And Pacey finally gets the chance to tell Danny what's up. Yeah, and Danny's just kind of like, all right, well, we'll miss you, but on to bigger and better things. The whole kitchen cheers for him, and Pacey kind of gets it easy in his mind. And that's what he tells Audrey. 
Minaj is like, yeah, well, maybe you thought it went well because you're kind of disappointed because you actually maybe like working here. And there's also this. And he's like, shit, maybe I do. And well, she's like, there's also this other reason, of course. And he's like, well, of course, the, the cooking thing, because I do love this. But what is the other reason? She's like, duh, you totally want me. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, that's obvious. But then he then she calls him kind of boring and he kind of takes offense to it. And he says that she's too body and not really takes offense, but they're obviously like flirting with each other again. And he offers her a ride home. So you're like, oh, shit, OK, he's going to give her a ride home again. Like they're obviously building a little something here. But who shows up again? Melanie and Shea Mel Thompson. shows up and and uh, fucking Audrey's all like, oh, who's this broad? And he's all like, oh, yeah, it's my squeeze. And she's like, oh, so you ain't giving me a ride, huh? And he's like, fuck no. The tone was way different than that. She was almost like, listen, because he said that it's not his main squeeze. Like, they used to be a thing is the idea. And she's just kind of like, don't worry about the ride. It's all good, man. Neither of them were trying to force anything here. That's the thing. They're not in love with each other. No, yeah, 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 yeah. They're just feeling out a potential sexual relationship. You can feel that between them two. They're both very sexual and flirtatious people. And when the time comes, they'll work it out. But they both got their own things going on right now. She's a hot chick as a freshman in college. And he's a pretty successful, really young, and obviously kind of rich dude especially for his age who looks good and has been banging older women for years like his entire life they're both doing pretty good for themselves they don't need to rush this which is where she's like all right cool 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 which is good because pacey goes and fucks melanie on his boat yeah and in the morning like she says beforehand that she's happy to see him go because he looked really sad when he was coming back before and then in the morning when she's like leaving like just you know sneaking out almost and he kind of comes in and he kind of was like "Ooh, yeah girl you're the kind of girl i'd stay on land for and her vibe is like yeah yeah this might not ever happen again unless maybe it might but don't worry about it so i'm gonna go right now and she's all like yeah i I always want to have that memory of you being my little slacker sailor boy and this doesn't interfere with that but it has to stop here otherwise you become the successful civilization guy and that's not what i'm looking for at least not right now. Yeah. So we see Pacey packing a bag and Audrey comes down and she's like, bro, come outside. I got something to show you right now. And everyone's there at the docks sending them off. The, yeah, the whole gang. The whole gang. Everyone, Even Andy. And Grams and Mitch, actually. They got Mitch back for this one. But it was like the... And Abby. It was like the Jedi. And her, too, was like the Jedi thing from Star Wars. Like the dead ones. Like you kind of see like their their No their AI essence. Brooks, though. No, AI Brooks is too busy doing anything else besides hanging out on a dock with fucking Pacey Witter, Dawson Leary, and all these fucking jerks. AI Brooks ain't had time. If it was time. just Dawson, he'd probably be there, but... Nah, not at all. Well, they buy, they buy Pacey this sextant. He's like, this is awesome. This is a beautiful thing. But I can't take it because, surprise. I ain't going. I'm staying right here in Biggity Boston, baby. So let's yeah, fucking... Biggity, 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 Boston! And pa- so he says, you know what the big reason I'm staying here is? 
Before, I was running from some shit, but now I don't think I have anything to run from anymore. And Audrey pops nah, in. No, he's like, I, if anything, I just got people running towards me. And that's when Audrey pops in, and she's like, yeah, but also don't forget that you want me. So, like, hello. So they just kind of keep pushing it that a little bit, and that's where it ends. And like we said at the top, I'm going to say it again here at the bottom. This was a fucking phenomenal three-pack. And with that in mind, let's head into Chucky B's overall three-pack thoughts. Uh, wow. That was one of the fastest three packs I think I've ever countered. Um, each episode flowed so well into the next and I felt like it had a lot less drama with it still having quite a bit of drama. It just, nothing was super heavy. Um, Audrey has fully integrated herself into the gang. Jack has encountered his first real strife at the frat and Dawson and Jen moved in together at Graham's house. Yeah, it's a hell of a, a development. I mean, I get the practicality and I understand it, but that's a lot of pressure on a new relationship. That's already but Does Pacey also move into Graham's? Does Jack move back into Graham's? Pacey's making um, You got to think about it. Like I don't mean to answer your question and I really don't remember the answer, but from what we know so far, Pacey's making money right now. I don't think he's moving into Grams. I think he's getting his own place. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. He's a man about town, man. Like, he's going to fucking get a bachelor pad. And like I said before, like, I think Gail should move to Boston, but I feel like it also does make more sense to keep her in Cape Side because then there's, uh, they, they don't need Gail and Lily on every episode or every few episodes. So while Grams is around, she's really not that big of a presence either. So you don't really need another character like that, an adult character that's just kind of hanging around if you don't need them. I think Grams is perfect. Yeah. Grams is perfect in her role right now, but she hasn't really had a big meaty storyline. She's just there for guidance and acceptance, which is good. And uh that's it. All right, so let's move on to the next three pack. I'm going to give you all episode titles and you're going to give me all of your predictions we'll start with episode 13 something wilder episode 14 gorilla g-u-e-r-i-l-l-a filmmaking gorilla filmmaking and episode 15 downtown crossing all right so something is happening with Gene and Joey. And it's getting increasingly more naughty, I guess. I, uh, sounds like a weird word. Oh, I love it. Keep keep going. But uh, it, I don't think they're going to fuck yet. But they're, I think they're going to end up kissing at some point in the next three pack. And Just for context, keep in mind there are nine episodes left in the season after this three pack. The next one. Oh, shit. So there's a lot of room to work with, but not a lot of room to work with. Yeah, well, yeah, I think actually something's gonna happen. Okay, um, I don't know if they're gonna fuck this up this but, pack, but something's gonna happen to where the sexual energy is going to pick up in in that. I think that's gonna be probably the the main driving force of. Um, I think they're basically gonna fuck by the end of the three pack. Like they're not going to, but it's gonna be like, like. They're almost about to, and then three-pack ends. So I feel like that kind of deals with what would be set off in the first episode, Something Wilder. Let's go with the title of the second one. You could probably maybe work something out from that. Gorilla Filmmaking. Probably something to do oh, with Oh, yeah, Dawson. that's easily. Dawson has fully entered uh, the Freak Film School, and he is working on some 
new different projects and i have a feeling he's gonna be friends with oscar and you think oliver comes back yeah why not i mean he's going to the freak school they they have no problem dropping in brand new characters all the time he's not a technically a brand new character we've already seen oscar uh grouching it up in new hampshire and i think you he'd be a welcome like you know secondary character how's jen's radio career going How's the relate? How's uh, the relationship going, going? I think the radio career is going good. Relationship for the most part is going good. I think it's mostly dealing with. I think the big drama from this three pack is going to deal with Joey and Gene Wilder. Uh, Pacey and Audrey are definitely going to. I think that is happening for sure. It feel like I'm not trying to give anything away, but it just feels like the show itself is giving it away. Like for it not yeah. to happen would have to be some monumental. Like she finds out that somehow Pacey murdered her younger, long lost brother years and years ago. The only way I feel like it doesn't work out is their chemistry is too good, and Explain they that just to don't me. work out because they're they're just their chemistry being like how it is with each other is well and then once they start like becoming like making out or whatnot they're just like oh like i feel nothing like jen and pacey had yeah i think we're well beyond that i don't think you might be right but i feel like those two have learned enough to know that at no this that's point... what i'm saying that's the only way it could not work in my opinion right off the bat because they're seemingly have too good of chemistry for to fail well that pretty much covers uh everyone jack what's jack up to what's he got going on here uh jack is uh i I think it's possible jack moves back into grams momentarily and we'll see if I think eventually I'll end up moving back into the, over the frat house do you think he'll move in over the course of this three pack I guess it all depends. It, it really all depends what on do you where they're going to go with it. Because what do you think? I feel like... Give me a wild stab. Give me an old-time Chucky B swing for the fences. Where do you think this could go? Because you seem to have an idea on the other ones. This one, you seem a little bit... You know, you're not sure. So just give me your fucking wildest dream that you would be like, this is what I would do. So they keep Jack in the frat, but they pretty much keep it so secondary that he only acts like a bro around Dawson when Jen's not there and Pacey when Joey and Jen are around. Like basically he'll hang around, he'll be a bro when he's around the bros, but other than that he's just gonna try to be quote unquote gay Jack. Oh he wouldn't like that. He just wants to be regular Jack. He doesn't want to be labeled as gay Jack. Oh but he is. Anything else you want to tack on to this before we fucking wrap this bitch up? Nah. Well then you can go ahead and you can catch all of our episodes over at Apple Podcasts, over at Spotify, and most definitely and most recommended, 50randyquades.com. You know that's right. But no, go to 50randyquades.com for sure. That's where all the action's happening, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all I got for you this week. Chuck, you got anything else for our lovely listeners before we sign off? Until next time, we be creaking! creaking.